like you don't say. shock, <laughs> horror, like a like big revelation, right? <gasps> she didn't really just say that, did she? <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Today we're going to have a little get to know you episode where we're going to get to know this lady right here, the creator of the universal needs. So we talk about needs all the time. And obviously, that's what this podcast is based on. But the real question is, where did your journey with needs begin, Claire? Wow, that's a big question um, with a, probably an even bigger answer. Um, so let's let's go let's go right back to the beginning. So when I was in my early twenties, I was in London. I was um, working in corporate media. I was miserable. I um, I had a job that everybody would have that most people would have killed for. And I was so unhappy. I worked for a, um, a satellite television company and I worked with all the channels that were uh, on the chat on the platform, but not owned by the platform. So I got flown out to LA to watch the kids, Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. I got flown out to Munich to, to see the MTV European Music Awards. I got flown out to Rome and all kinds of things. I was traveling all the time and, um, I, and I was miserable. And uh, I was drained and I wasn't happy. And I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. And so um, 2008, the beginning was in the middle of the recession in uh, in the UK. Everyone was being made redundant. People worried about their futures. And I basically quit my life. Um, I handed in my resignation. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Done. Um, I didn't know what I was going to be doing next. Um, I left my beautiful flat in West London and I moved back in with family. I basically started from scratch um, because I was seeking something. I was looking for something. And I went on a bit of a personal growth, personal development journey at that point. I went and I studied with lots of different teachers all over the world. And even though there was some, I mean, there were some great teachers that I found and there was some great content that I found. Anytime the topic of needs came up, I remember feeling like there's something missing. Like, like I was listening to someone sharing about it and I'm like, yeah, but like there's, there's something more, there's something that's not quite clicking in all of this. And so, um, fast forward a few years, I was, um, uh, house sitting, uh, I was, uh, international house sitter. I, I went through this, the kind of two, a tale of two, six months where I had like the first six months I was doing my first international house sit in Costa Rica. I'd just done a juice cleanse. Um, at the, the, at the time I thought my relationship was going really well, not necessarily the coast, but never mind. Um, and, uh, the business was going really well. And then I went and did a speaking tour of the U S I toured around sharing about content that I really loved. Uh, and then I went back home for Christmas with the family. So things were really good. Like I was in a really good space. And then the six months following that was like, 
one disaster after the next. Like I remember I went and did a house sit in Greece where there was no running water, a drinking water, we had to get water from a well. There was no heating. I didn't know it snowed in Greece. That shows my ignorance, um, but it does apparently. And when you have no central heating and it's snowing outside, I was literally like under an electric blanket with my laptop trying to kind of keep things going. Um, I went on a vacation, my first lovely vacation to hang by the pool and catch some sun. And it basically was foggy and rained every day. Uh, I flew out to do a house sit in Brazil, uh, which was beautiful, five-star luxury villa, slept 18 people. But I was in the middle of nowhere with no vehicle. And I have a serious um, nut allergy, which means that I need to be able to get emergency medical help if, if necessary. So I always need to have access to a vehicle. And although that had been part of the conditions of going, that wasn't there when we got there. So um, I ended up having to leave that house sit, made friends with the guy who lived across the street, interestingly, and ended up house sitting for him for a little while. And then he was like, I'm really sorry, my work schedule's changed. I've got to come home, you need to leave. And I was like, oh no, okay. So found, applied for and booked the next house sit within 24 hours. But that required flying all the way back to England and then picking up a car and driving all the way down to the south of Spain and I'm not one for long road trips like like I don't mind driving through a pretty area for a period of time but long like days after days of traveling wasn't for me and I got to I got to Spain and I remember just being wiped out and like nothing I did and I'd been coaching and mentoring for quite some time at this point I've been teaching about self-care and I knew the things that I should be doing but the things I was doing, it felt like trying to fill a bucket with a hole in the bottom. So it was like nothing I did was making any difference. And I actually got a little concerned at one point. Maybe there was something physically wrong with me. Like I was like really worried. Um, and um, the person I was with at the time, um, his execution sometimes left a little bit to be desired. <laughs> um, and he was like, I don't know what's going on with you right now. I'm going to send you to a spa hotel for the weekend. Can you do whatever you need to do to bring my girlfriend back, please? Because I don't recognize you right now. And I was so exhausted. I was just like, okay. So, um, so off I went to this spa hotel and it was the first time I think ever in my adult life where I really hadn't had to think about anyone or anything else. I could just focus on me and what I needed. And, um, it was remarkable. I spent these few days. I remember the first day I got there, um, I unpacked and I was in this hotel and I'm like, now what? And I was like, actually, I'm feeling really tired. And I'm not someone who, I, I sometimes struggle to sleep in the middle of the day. Like I'm more of a just go to bed at night kind of person as much as I love a nap if I can make it happen. Um, but I remember lying down and I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to lie down for a second. And next thing I know, I'd been asleep for two and a half hours in the middle of the afternoon. And that was just unheard of for me. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I went to the spa and I swam and it was on the third day of this kind of little break that I got this like thunderclap of clarity around what I'd been needing, but hadn't had and hadn't been giving myself. And more importantly, what had allowed me to get to that point where I was at that kind of rock bottom can't really get out of this hole kind of thing because I was so drained um, and that was when the the, re, the kind of core of the needs work um, the, the needs content kind of came through and I got the clarity on that and the needs practice and I remember three days later sitting on the edge of my bed looking out of the window and I heard this little voice like in the back of my head go thank god we don't have to worry about whether or not our needs are going to get met today and I was like oh my goodness that voice has been there my whole life 
And I've never been able to hear it because it's all it's been doing is panicking about like, oh my God, how are we going to get our needs met today? What are we going to do? Like, who do I need to please? Who do I need to make sure is happy in order for my needs to get met? And it was like, it could finally relax because it didn't need to worry because I knew what I needed and I knew how to give it to myself. And that was that was kind of really the beginning of this journey of, of needs and, and how... I started, I, I guess I started by being my own clients. Like I needed this and I created or developed or channeled or whatever you want to call it. Like it, the, this development of this needs work was primarily first and foremost for me. Well, one thing that we say when we're teaching about the needs is it's simple, but not easy. Mm-hmm. And when things aren't easy, it usually brings challenges. So what have you found to be one of the most challenging things for you in yeah, challenging. Uh, I guess there's there's probably two things that I found to be the most challenging. Uh, I suppose the first one was challenging, but really eye-opening, um, was when I started to look at growth. Um, growth is one of the needs that sits in the the, um, the branches of our universal needs tree. And I, as somebody who is a type A personality, like very driven, um, very good at doing things, achieving a lot, Um, it was a revelation to me when I first kind of dug into the growth stuff that growth for me was learning not to grow. Like allowing myself to rest, allowing myself to relax, allowing myself to be, that was growth for me because I'd never learned to do that. So it was like my brain was turned inside out for a second because I'm like, hold on a second, growth for me as someone who is always growing is learning not to grow and allow myself to be where I'm at. Whew, that's that's a bit of a mind bender. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, It was extraordinary. So that was probably one of the challenges, one of the biggest challenges for me was learning how to unlearn that kind of growth mindset and the fact that growth didn't actually always mean more, bigger, better, uh, further it sometimes it was allowing myself to be and rest and and chill like who knew that chilling was growth for some people but it is <laughs> it really is um that was that was the first thing and then i think that the the most challenging thing aside from that when it comes to meeting my own needs is i'm human like most people i think that sometimes people and i don't say shock <laughs> horror like a like big revelation right <gasps> She didn't really just say that, did she? Um, Like, yes, it's true. I'm human. And so I think that people, when they understand, when they know what I do, they assume that everything's easy and everything's sunshine and rainbows in my world. And when, when things are difficult, when you come up against those challenging times, it is still challenging for me to remind myself to do my needs practice Um, because those are the times where you want to just go, oh, I just don't have the energy. I don't have the capacity right now. And I know because of this work that those are the times when it supports me so much more to be doing my needs practice and still I'm human. So I still have those moments where I haven't done it for a little while or like a few days or what have you. And it's like, okay, let's get back into it because I know the difference it makes and the beauty of the practices it's set up to make it easy to do that um, and to be quick and simple. Um, but I think that the, the the challenging thing sometimes for me is is being both a teacher of this work and a student of this work. And 
and being in that student role, um, that's kind of how most of the work gets developed is that I live the experience and I then go, oh, that's how we do it to make it easier for other people. <laughs> and so sometimes being the student of it and the teacher, uh, I think people forget that I'm, I'm both. I'm not just one. I haven't got all the answers. I've just figured this piece this piece out more than most have I'm continually learning and growing and deepening my practice with it just a little reminder you are human and, and that's so okay one of our catchphrases <laughs> and we're just that in sync where we can finish each other's sentences <laughs> true story, true story. <laughs> um so we've heard about the challenges where are the times that you felt that the needs work has really helped you most wow how long have you got <laughs> um so I think that there are probably there are probably three things that really kind of come to mind, three moments in my life that come to mind. Uh, the first thing was, um, as you know, Serena, because we went through it together, was when I first came out to Key West, I had, I'd only been here three weeks when Hurricane Irma uh, headed our way. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Hurricane Irma was a category five hurricane that literally came straight at us and so it was one of those you've got to get the heck out of dodge kind of thing um and it wasn't a scenario i'm from england we don't get hurricanes over there like that's not a thing um and i remember the day that um i was on i was on the beach first thing in the morning and um i got a text message from a friend of mine saying i'm going to the store to get hurricane supplies do you want to ride and i was like sorry you're going to the where to get what now um what? Um, and I learned more about hurricanes in that 24 hour period <laughs> than I had in like the, the 30 odd years ahead of, uh, prior to that. Um, and so it was interesting because I remember like we had to hurricane proof the property and we had to get the supplies and we had to evacuate and um, that required driving. I mean, we drove 26 hours to evacuate um, and we only went to Atlanta in Georgia, like 26 hours. Normally you're like the other end of the country um, because there was that much traffic on the road. And I remember that I went through this whole, I went through the whole experience. And when I got back, there was a friend of mine who'd been doing some business consulting, uh, business development consulting on the business. And I remember saying to her, I really wish I'd done my needs practice religiously as I'd gone through that experience, because I was like, what better testimonial than it helped you get through a category five hurricane. And she said to me, Claire, I don't think you realize you literally lived it. She said, I watched you go through every single need in sequence. Like you weren't doing the written practice, you were living and breathing it. Like the first thing was the roots of the tree. Like where do we have like the, the tap root of the tree? What do I need to be able to function, survive as a human being? What do I like roof over my head? Well, like security, food, water, gas, like the essentials. And then once we got to the point where that was safe and then we got to the next point, then I allowed the emotional side to come through and for me to process what I'd experienced. And it was interesting because I, I did a lot of Facebook Lives kind of sharing the journeys because there were too many people to try and keep updated on our status and safety. So I, that was how I was keeping people updated. And I remember so many people saying to me, how are you coping with this so well? Like you seem like you're in a really good place. And it was only when this friend of mine reflected this to me, I was like, 
oh, because I knew all of my needs and I knew what sequence they had to be met in and I knew how to do it. So every step of the way, it literally supported, it was the underpinning of the entire journey and it's the reason that I coped with that so well. So that was that was the first kind of moment that I really, um, it was, it became, it was more than just the written practice at that point because I've been doing it for so long. It was just, it was something I lived and breathed. And so I kind of embodied it for that period of time. The second instance was the, um, for those of you who don't know, a few weeks after that, I was lying on the beach meditating one morning with noise cancelling headphones on when a sand truck that raked the sand on the beaches here reversed over the top of me. And that was the second moment where I was like, I remember I was lying, I was lying down, I had my ear, my earbuds in and I felt something bash my left arm and my left leg and I literally opened my eyes and I had like literally a truck tire just clear of my head and a truck tire just clear of my feet and it was reversing into the left side of my body and I remember scrambling out from underneath and screaming at this poor driver uh, like you just run over me and he sort of jumped out and went and looked and the truck was half over my yoga mat and I remember in that moment Everybody around me was panicking because they were like, oh, we're going to get you an ambulance, we need to get your information, blah, blah, blah. It was like, you can, da, 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 da. And I remember just going, can everybody just shut up for two minutes? And everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> you're meant to be like in like the victim and you're meant to be needing everyone's help right now. And I'm like, actually, I just need everyone to be quiet. And I stopped and I took a deep breath and I literally went through my needs. And I'm like, okay, physically bumps and bruises no I can move I'm fine okay and I knew on the other side of that trauma of I mean and it was it was a it was a horrific experience to go through I knew I knew I knew that I knew what I needed to be able to do to be able to process it so I knew I wasn't going to get stuck in it like um like I had done in previous times in my life and it was interesting like I ended up actually supporting the driver because he was mortified and he was like why are you being so nice to me why are you giving me a hug I don't understand I'm like it's fine I'm okay and I'm gonna be okay and I knew which people to reach out to get the different needs met like the emotional processing and all that stuff so it was again one of those moments where it's like everything was was chaotic and traumatic but I knew I knew how to get through it. And that was that was kind of key. And then the third one, I mean, the last, I mean, we're, we're recording this um, in September of 2021. And um, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be going out, but just to kind of give context, the previous 18 months to two years, obviously, was the 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 um, the main experience of the global pandemic that we've been going through and obviously we're not out of it yet we've no idea what is what is ahead but I mean it's interesting how many people said to me in the course of that 18 months so many people have been affected in so many different ways and to a greater and lesser extent but I've had so many people reflect to me that they've they don't know anybody else who had literally every single aspect of their life impacted in the same way that I did um I was a full-time house sitter at the time so I was um where I lived that house sitting stopped overnight because obviously everybody was locked back down to their their homes uh nobody was traveling um how I lived my um the the things that I, I obviously do I mean same thing with most people that salsa dancing wasn't a thing you couldn't go out you couldn't do those things um I was 
I was kept away from my my soul family, my friends. Um, I couldn't get back here to Key West, which is where a lot of those people are. Um, and because I was, yeah, her as a, as a primary <laughs> example, um, I was... Um, I was living with um, somebody who was immunocompromised. So we were more locked down than most people were. Um, the business got impacted because we had clients who they were no longer working, so they couldn't afford um, to work. So that got impacted. Um, I was um, I was personally involved with somebody who was on the other side of the world and couldn't get to them. So like my kind of romantic life got impacted. My friendship life got impacted. I was with living with as a as a 40 plus year old woman living for nearly two years with my family and I love them dearly and that wouldn't have been a choice I look so it put real pressure and there was some kind of there were moments of real um fractiousness in the family relationship I mean literally every single area got slammed in in a lot of ways and that, that's the midst of the iceberg I mean it's not all of the things um it's just the ones that I'm going to share right now but I remember like this this process this practice this body of work genuinely saved my mental emotional and physical well-being during that time I don't know how I would have got through it without it and I know I probably would have done but where I would have exited where I would have been on the other side of it I dread to think um without this this has been the thing that supported me it gave me purpose it gave me um, nourishment it allowed me to know how to process the traumas that we were experiencing as we were experiencing them and um, I, I mean I couldn't be more grateful because I, I genuinely don't know how I would have got through without it that's awesome and it's obviously obvious that you use this daily throughout your life in every aspect of mm -hmm. it but what's the biggest impact would you say that it's had on your life the needs work hmm the biggest impact I think that there's two things um I think that my experience of the needs work and what I've seen other people experience as well is that it is the most empowering thing that I've ever done and the most liberating thing that I have ever done and I think or and I think that's the thing is that that there's so many people out there who are, they talk about or empowering others and empowering, you can't empower somebody else. You can just remind them that the power they have inside of them. You can help them remember that and help them connect to it. There is nothing more empowering in my experience. And I've done a lot of personal growth. I've done a lot of development all over the world with loads of different teachers. There's nothing that I have found more empowering than knowing how to meet your own needs because that's the thing that determines your state. It's the, the thing that determines your well-being, your emotional state, your physical state, your mental state. Um, it literally underpins everything. And therefore, it when you're able to give that to yourself, you're able to determine where are my energy levels at, even when there's other stuff kind of coming at you. And that doesn't mean to say that that stuff doesn't affect you. It means that you have the means and the tools to be able to deal with that stuff when it comes up and when it comes at you. So I think that the one thing is the most empowering because as I said, being able to do that for yourself is, there's nothing more empowering in my experience. But the liberating thing was, was also really kind of cool because I didn't realize how um, dependent I was on other people. 
um, especially as an independent person, an independent woman, um, I didn't realize how much my worth and value was based on how other people saw me or what other people thought of me or um, how much my emotional well-being was tied to how somebody else was or how much my um, my physical well-being was based on what other people saw of me as opposed to what I saw of myself and so again being able to meet my own needs I it, it liberated me and my relationships in a way that actually brought me closer together with these people. And that's what's, that's what's kind of weird about this, is that, it, it, is that because I was no longer dependent on my friendships to feel good about myself, I got to choose to be around them purely because I love them and I care about them and I wanted to be with them and I wanted to share experiences with them, not because I needed them. And that, again, that, that combination of the empowerment and that liberation, which... I, I was somebody who I always wanted to feel needed in relationships to feel important and to feel safe. Like if you need me, you're not going to leave me. Um, as someone who's had a lot of friendships that have gone by the wayside in life and a lot of relationships that have gone by the wayside in life, um, I needed to feel needed to feel safe and to feel secure in those relationships. And so getting to the point where I didn't feel needed anymore initially was quite scary. I'm like, oh God, no. What, what do you mean people don't need me or I don't need anybody? And then again, it's not I don't need anybody. We're social creatures. Of course, we need to connect with people, but it's that dependency to that single person. Um, and I think that's one of the things that um, n no longer needing to feel needed, I get to feel wanted. I get to feel desired. I get to feel um, chosen by the people in my life, not because they need me, but because they just want to spend time around me and vice versa. And that has been a very liberating experience. I feel the same way on that one. Mm -hmm. um, what is one thing, I mean, the needs work, the body of work is, I mean, it's like a fire hose sometimes. <laughs> There's so much. It can like, be, it ah. can be. <laughs> it can be, yes. Yeah. And, and that's why we do the podcast, to make it a little, little bite size. It's like a little, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call them? Yeah, sprinkler. We're like, the podcast is like the sprinkler to the needs work. It's like a, here you go, rather than a, holy <laughs> crap. Um, I digress. Mm -hmm. So what is the one thing that you would tell anybody that you wish everybody knew about needs? Mm, good question. Can you do one thing? Nope. Okay. <laughs> what are the the things less than 10 <laughs> the consummate rebel in me refuses to be restricted to just one um i see your box yes exactly <laughs> what box <laughs> um I'm, I'm just gonna say two i mean there are a million and you're right the body of work of the needs is so is so complex and deep and simple and e easy to access like there's it's it's a it's quite it's like a the paradox in kind of how it how it exists and what people how people experience it i think that the first thing that i really would wish everybody knew about needs is that everything is about needs i have it's a challenge i actually set in the program in the group program that we do i always say to to everybody who goes through it i challenge you to come up with a challenge or a problem or an aspect of life that is not based fundamentally in needs in some way or unmet needs in some way or met needs in some way. And in 
six years of doing this all over the world with all kinds of different people, nobody has been able to come up with one. And I've been looking. I mean, it's not, I'm not one of these people who's like, oh yeah, needs is everything. And it's my body of work, so don't look. Let's, let's, let's make sure that that's not the case. We're not gonna look for something. I want to find something that's not needs-based. And I think that's the thing is that what people don't realize is that everything come back, comes back down to whether your needs are met or not met. Um, and so this affects every area of your life. But it affects every area of your life in this beautiful way because you do this one thing and it has this ripple effect on your working life, on your relationships, on your confidence, on your um, sense of self-worth, on your parenting, on your creativity. I mean, all of these things and the amount of clients I've had who have come to me for one thing and we've done the needs work because it's going to help with that one thing. And then all of a sudden they go, hold on a second, this thing way over there has changed. How did that happen? I'm like, because it's all, the needs are the roots of everything. They're the roots of healthy relationships. They're the roots of your um, career. They're the roots of your your sense of self, they're the roots of um, your friendships, your family relation, everything is rooted in needs. And the, the extent to which your needs are met or not met will dramatically impact and influence how fulfilling or draining those areas of your life are. So that's the first thing I would say. And the second thing actually follows very quickly on from that. And that is, especially people who have been involved in personal growth and development, but generally speaking, when I talk to people about needs, everyone assumes they know what I mean. Everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, self-care, right? Well, it's related, yes. Um, or people are like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm meeting my needs or I'm good at meeting my needs or I'm not good at meeting my needs. Or They think that they understand what this means. And I think that's the thing that with this, <laughs> Serena is shaking her head right now. If you're not on the video, video podcast, do you actually, you know what? I know this is the getting to know me, but I'm like, do you want to just share a little bit about like when we first, I first introduced you to needs and where you were at and what you thought and now what you think regarding, because I think it, it illustrates what I'm trying to share right now. Uh, I mean, again, how much time do we have on this episode? Because I mean, where I was at, I thought, I thought I did. I mean, I was kind of like Claire. I was, you know, married, but independent. I had good career. You know, all the things were there. And it's like, oh, yeah, I could I could use a little help in this area. And then once I dove in, all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot more help than I thought I did. But it was it was it was easy. It was or it wasn't easy, but it was the concept was so simple. Like, right. as you told me, I'm like, how? How did I not know this? How do we not know this? How does how do people not know this? Because it's right the building blocks for every everything that I do now. Everything I've always done has been based on needs, right? But now I'm conscious of it. And I'm like, right, oh, I can meet my needs in this, and then this, this, this. Like all the lights go off. We yeah. talk about the ding, ding, dings, right. like. Meeting my needs now doesn't just ding one bell. It's like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like jackpots and excitement. Right. Well, and, and, and even I'm going to ask you just to share a little bit about when you first started to get involved in the business and you first started to learn about needs, like you thought you got it really quickly. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I actually. I Go remember. on, tell the story. <laughs> 
I remember sitting on the couch. This is long before. I mean, this is like my real just kind of touch the toe into the needs work. And I was nowhere close to being even a part of this business. Mm -hmm. And Claire was explaining it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. Got it. Bubble baths, massages, (laughs) self-care. Oh, yeah, I love myself. I'm I'm worthy. Yeah. Like all of the things just I, I... I did. I had a knowing. Mm-hmm. And I actually told Claire, I was like, yeah, I think I could teach this. I've been doing this for a while and I like You're scratching the surface. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm always scratching the surface, right. which is amazing. So I'm always learning something new now. I'm right. always like it doesn't the learning doesn't stop because mm-hmm. I'm learning about me. Like right. I'm getting down below what I've been taught, what I've grown up in, what I've been conditioned to. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't even like that stuff. Like I'm, I keep finding my own layers and it's mm-hmm. such a beautiful, beautiful process. So to think right. back when I was like, yeah, I get it. Like I get needs, like I live needs, I work needs and I still surprise myself con- consistently right. with where it comes up. And I'm like, oh, like. Right. Well, and, it, and it was, I remember, I remember that moment. I remember my head going, yes you absolutely could teach this yes I totally see that you can there's maybe a little bit more you need to understand before you get to that but like I remember saying to you like there's maybe a little bit more and it was so funny I remember when we were doing the the deep dive when we were doing your deep dive through the needs work and there was a moment where you said to me like oh my god I remember when I told you I could teach about this I didn't even have a clue what this content was like I didn't and it was so it was such a beautiful moment of that that kind of self-realization I think I called myself an asshole (laughs) (laughs) that that, that rings bells yeah that rings bells and it was a beautiful expression of right I'm not going to finish that sentence about it is and that's the thing is that even when you start to like we have people in the need the nourish your needs group the face our free facebook group who are um they think they get it and it's and i understand because i thought i got it before i understood this work and when you actually get into the underneath of it that's when like the the the, the stuff that we think we know when it comes to needs is all the superficial stuff mm-hmm. on the surface and while that's great it's important it's not the actual building blocks of the tree. And that's what we need to do is we need to understand how do we gen- how do we understand all of these different aspects of the tree and nourish them in ways that are quick, easy, and simple. They don't take a huge amount of time. That's the beautiful thing about the needs practice is that it is so quick to do and it's so nourishing and so fulfilling at the same time. Um, but I think that that's the thing is that what I, I, w- I wish I could kind of like, you know that thing in the, uh, well, you wouldn't know the thing in the Matrix because you've never seen the Matrix, the movie. There's a there's a thing in the Matrix. For Serena's- Don't judge me. <laughs> for Serena's benefit and anyone else who's watching who's never seen the Matrix, um, there's this machine where they can kind of, they put this like probe thing into the back of your neck and they can like program into you like martial arts or um, fighting skills or programming skills and everything. It's like a quick way of getting access to knowledge and information. And I just wish I could do that for people with needs so they didn't have to go through that. Oh yeah, I've got this. Oh, hold on. Oh, this maybe is a bit different. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I hadn't, I had no, I knew nothing about needs. And that, that, that kind of process to, oh, hold on. Now I'm starting to get it. And that curve 
whatever I can do to short, try and shorten that curve for people is is the is the most important thing. I have people who have literally lived and breathed personal development for decades of their life. They've committed their lives to it, and they've come to this and gone oh my God, I hadn't got the faintest clue about this. And that's the thing is that the combination of it's about everything and whatever you think you know about needs, chances are it's probably not what you need to know about it. If you could combine those two things together, those are the things I'd read. I I wish everybody knew that because then people would know how fundamental it is to everything in their lives and they would know how important it is for them to go and learn about this because once you do, everything starts to change. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing today about your journey into the needs program and the needs work. And um, apparently, eventually, it will be my turn as well. Yes, that's this is a this has just been a beginning of kind of getting to know the two of us because I mean, you guys have been listening to us for a while now, and it, it helps I think a little bit to understand what our journey has been. And so, uh, watch this space because we will be reversing roles coming very soon and you will get to hear a little bit about Serena's journey and how she got to where she is with the needs um, and the things that she's found challenging and the things that have been helpful for her so um, just so that you can learn a little bit from our experience so you maybe don't have to go through the same thing that maybe we went through Um, so I think that's it for today Um, thank you so much for watching thank you for um, listening to to my my little story Um, we'll see you again next week Um, sending you lots of love and stay safe and um, continue to meet your own needs that's it for today if you like what you heard i would like to see some of serena's awesome facial expressions check out the video podcast on youtube and remember everything you do every second of every day is done to meet your needs well shit it really is that simple (laughs) 